I agree. And I like to uh, say, give people grace, give them extra grace because you don't know their childhood, the traumas. You don't know what is going on in their life at home before they get to work. We spend a lot of time working and therefore we are around the same people. And so because you don't know, it's best to give grace or give a pass because your company is not the brick and mortar. Your company is really the people. And when you help the people thrive, then you thrive. And it's not all about the company thriving, but it is about the grace that you give people that will come back to you in return. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to this special episode of CEO on the Go. It's an out of the ordinary episode because today we're talking about a topic that's extremely difficult to discuss, but it's so important to learn more about it, especially this month, September, which is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. There are so many people who are suffering in silence. So I knew that I wanted to do a short episode to help raise awareness about suicide prevention and mental health in general, and also to consider the implications from a leadership perspective. So I invited my new friend, Regina Newberry, from the Detroit, Michigan area to have a conversation about these issues. She experienced the devastating loss of her brother who died by suicide. So she is also passionate about raising awareness. And before jumping into our conversation, I thought that I'd mentioned that as a college student, I worked part time at an emergency mental health service in Atlanta that provided support for people who were having suicidal thoughts and those struggling with other challenging mental health issues. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience at such a young age. And in retrospect, I think it helped me better understand people in general and explains why I'm extremely motivated to help people work through very difficult situations and find hope. Today, I serve on the board of directors of the Crisis Center in my local area, and we're doing a lot to bring more awareness to these issues and serve people in need. So I'm grateful for leaders like you who want to hear about these issues so that you can be sensitive to other people dealing with mental health issues and, and also to create an environment at work that fosters well-being. So, so glad that you're listening today. As a leader, you truly can make a big difference by raising awareness around these issues as well. And I know that Regina agrees that you'll hear her passion and conviction around this topic. Regina is clearly a servant leader. She's had extensive experience working with leaders, building empowered, diverse teams. She's worked in management roles in the automotive supplier manufacturing sector for 20 years. She's a leadership consultant, speaker, and author, and we'll include a link in the show notes to her LinkedIn profile as well as to other resources related to suicide prevention awareness. So get ready to learn more and to experience a very heartfelt message from Regina Newberry. Mm -hmm. 
Regina. Welcome to CEO on the Go podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today and can't wait to have this special conversation. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. um, I know when I heard your story and your experience that you would have a lot to share, especially this month being Suicide Prevention Month. This is, this is such a hard topic that so many people have trouble talking about. So I really want to help raise awareness. And I know you're the, the perfect person to do that. You, you share that same mission. So I thought it might be helpful just to start by sharing a little bit of your story and, and why this issue is so important to you. Absolutely. Yes. As I stated before, thank you so much for bringing awareness to this because it is it's part of my passion now. Um, I have been impacted by suicide because I lost a younger brother. Uh, Of course, we were adults. Um, He passed away in 2006 of suicide. And um, it's something that happened so fast. And it really took life out of me because it's something you can't imagine. I knew nothing about suicide, not even attempts, so to speak, until after he uh, took his own life. And so losing a sibling to suicide is 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 worse than I can't even compare it to to anything else, but it's it's worse than losing a parent if I can compare because you don't expect to lose someone uh, that's connected to you by sibling in that manner. Right. Absolutely. And I I know that you've learned so much through that experience that you want to share. So what are your insights now if you're talking to people who like you, had no idea what was going on or who may not know how to even have conversations about it. What what advice do you have now based on what you've learned, some of the most important things? As a leader, um, connected to family, at the workplace, what you want to do is you want to learn how to have discernment and it takes having conversations and building relationships. Even if you are a CEO of your company, it's very important to be connected to your best asset, and that is the people. True. Um, when you know a person and they act out of the ordinary, it's very easy to discern there's something going on. You may not know what it is, but it, it, it calls for questions. It calls for concern. Um, I know I love to work, but at the same token, I have a connection with people and I'm a servant leader. So I, I'm interested because if the company is healthy, then everyone's healthy. We can thrive. Right. I believe that too. And so I'm sure there are people listening who are probably thinking, well, I don't want to be too intrusive. You know, if I see something that looks different or people aren't acting the way that they normally do, what are some ways that they can approach that person or kind of open up the conversation in a way that is is not as awkward for them? Even with my brother, my dear younger brother, um, he was not open. And most men are not. I I have to say that when it comes to genders, Uh, you do have to, I don't want to say pry, but because you're concerned about the individual, it should overtake being intrusive um, because it's only out of concern. You're just not asking to be asking to share rumors or spread rumors. You are asking because you our concern for the individual. So don't make it as though you're being intrusive because it could mean the difference between someone getting help or someone taking their own life. Yeah. I love that. Being really clear about your intention and coming from that place and not worrying about the rest. 
Absolutely. And if you ask questions and you're building relationships, it's going to be like a flag. I mean, I didn't go looking to find out what was going on with my brother. I saw some things that were out of the ordinary because I know him and I bounced it off my other brother and his wife and they there's nothing wrong with them, but it really was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's such a ripple effect in families and communities and the workplace with people who have experienced that. So I think it really does take increasing awareness at all levels. I'm sure there are probably people who work on teams, even if they're not in a leadership role um, and they're not quite sure what to do. If they see a peer who who is not acting the way that they normally do and they have some obvious concerns about it. So I think the the advice that we're sharing is probably general, not just for leaders, but for for employees at all levels too. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. And I'll give you an example of something happened to me uh, years ago. I had a team at, as, as a leader, a supervisor at the time, and I had four people in the midst of a divorce. Now it was overlapping, of course. And I can tell you the difference in attitude, the difference. Uh, it's like I literally saw them die before my eyes. And I'm still connected to those people because as their leader, um, I gave them space. I checked on them. Um, there was a lot of in and out. I covered for them. And other people did not understand that. But the difference between someone going through that and their regular personality is it's extremely different. So those are kind of things I'm talking about. You're not the same. The person is not the same. And it's clear. It's like there's a flag saying help, help. And so you have to be in tune to that. It's not just all business. And I don't want to see anything or talk about anything other than business because when they're healthy, you're healthy and the company is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. When um, I talk to some of my clients and friends that I know who've experienced uh, losing someone who's died by suicide, I know that it's really hard for them to live with the guilt sometimes if they have witnessed that and you've experienced that. So what would you say to someone who is experiencing the aftermath of that, trying to you know, be less harsh on themselves when they keep saying, I should have seen the signs? I would say, give yourself a break. Um, I would say, reach out and talk to others, be an advocate like I am, because the pain is undescribable. I cannot describe the pain. With time, healing comes. Get a support system. I don't know if you have a prayer outlet or do something for self-care because it has a lasting impact. I will never forget what happened. However, I'm able to talk about it because it's getting worse. There's no stigma to me because losing someone is worse than a stigma. Yeah. Yeah. And especially now during the pandemic, I think there's been more awareness about mental health issues in general, the difficulty that people are facing that's been exacerbated through the difficult conditions that we've all been facing over the last year or so. So I'm I'm pleased to see that there's more awareness in general around mental health and suicide prevention too. Um, I was looking at some statistics that I saw, and maybe you're aware of some statistics too, that would be interesting to share, but I read that, uh, Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death among the general population. It's the second leading cause of people who are between the ages of 25 and 34, which is a large part of the workforce now with the the younger people, that generation. So again, from a leadership perspective, something to be aware of to really try to tap into the younger 
people in your workplace. And then I saw it's the third leading cause of death for people who are between 15 and 24. Yes. And it's increasing. It's increasing um, and, and it's getting younger and younger. 10 years old and up is the second leading cause. And these statistics are by the uh, World Health Organization. In 2019, it's, it's a leading cause around the world and within the United States. It's very, very high. It's very, very high. The demographics are one of the Alaskan Indian and uh, Caucasian males in mid-age. Um, but I think that's just what they have documented. Honestly, it's, it's higher than that. And we need to give tools to individuals when there's something that's going on. We need to be able to teach our younger people and our direct reports at work how to get help when you need help. It's okay. It's okay to say, I need a break. I need help. I remember a time at work where they, they said, you don't even get a sick day. Now, yeah, <laughs> is that realistic? Yeah. You can't be sick. Well, and I like to say that leaders should always model what they want to see in the people that they serve. And so, so many are are struggling in one way or another right now. And I think it shows a strength to, to be able to ask for help themselves so that they can model what they want to see in, in those people that they're serving. So absolutely. Yeah. They're not immune by it by any means from the stress and the challenges. So we've talked a little bit about what leaders can do to be um, reaching out more to the people in the organization so that they have a better pulse on what's going on. Um, what are some other tips that you might have for, for becoming more sensitive or being able to identify some of the issues that could become really problematic for people in the workplace? Well, for one, as a leader, we have to be transparent. We can't walk around like we have this ironclad that we don't go through anything and that nothing impacts us. Uh, one of the strengths that I have as a leader is connecting by telling my story. You know, I, yes, I'm a leader uh, and I lost someone to suicide and I care. I care because I don't want this to happen to you. And that kind of opens the door to, you know, no, I'm not a therapist. However, I want you to be comfortable enough to say when you need help. And if you don't want to go to your leader, I would suggest that you find some safe place or person that you can confide in. You're not alone. And we love you. You have people that love you, even though it feels like a hopeless space, a dark space. And I can't explain it because it hasn't happened to me, but I understand, you know, having a bad day, being depressed, uh, not suicidal thoughts. However, we're all different. And depending on the individual is what kind of care that you need. There's not a one size fits all. So you have to get what you need and understand that it's okay. And every person has something going on in their family. And if you say you don't, um, keep living. <laughs> keep living. Yeah. I love how you're, you're directing your message to people who might be feeling, you know, the, the stress or the, um, the emotions that we're talking about, as well as to people who want to help others who are in a really uh, tough place. So it really takes increasing awareness with, with everyone involved. And I also believe and have seen that people can be relieved when you approach them and say, you know, are you okay? I really want to, to make sure that um, I can do whatever I can to be of help. And so it, it almost gives them a sense of relief that, that someone's talking so openly with them. Is that what you're seeing too? Yes. 
I'm saying that. And I don't have to know if you're not comfortable as a leader sharing everything that you're going through. We have departments or we have places that we can direct our direct reports to go because maybe we can't handle it ourselves as a leader. However, I I can say as a leader, I am concerned and I want the best for you. Uh, We may not have the answers, but there is someone who does have the answer. And so I would suggest that this is a private conversation and I would bring awareness to the people that need awareness um, because sometimes things happen. For instance, my younger brother, we worked in professional space and engineering, and um, there was something that was said by one of his leaders. And because of his emotions, he took it out of context. And so that's what happens. And, you know, some of the many of these things can explode right at work. And that's why emotional intelligence, that's why connecting to your people, it will make a difference. Things happen at work. So you have to, even though you say, I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. As a leader, we have all these things we have to do. And it's okay because the most important thing, we want people to have the care that they need and get whatever they need so they can thrive as a human being. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of leaders have signed up for a lot of things that they didn't realize when they took on the role. And it's all learning as I preach on this podcast. Everything is teaching you something. So, um as you are with listeners today, so I so appreciate your your being candid and sharing a little bit of your story. Uh, I know it's never easy, but I so appreciate what you're doing to just help help so many other people get the help that they need or to be uh, better support. You know, I I may have mentioned to you that I'm part of the crisis center here in our local community. So I care deeply about these issues as well. And one of the the phrases that I really like or the ideas that we promote is unconditional compassion. And so I thought that that would be just a nice idea for leaders to think about is how they can show more unconditional compassion because it's easy to support the the people in the organization who are doing well and who are following the rules right, but the other ones that could be troublemakers or who have uh, different kinds of challenges or be the most they might be the most disruptive in the organization. Often those are the people who need the most compassion. So you just never know, right? You just never know. I agree, and I like to uh, say give people grace. Give them extra grace because you don't know their childhood, the traumas. You don't know what is going on in their life at home before they get to work. We spend a lot of time working and therefore we are around the same people. And so because you don't know, it's best to give grace or give a pass because your company is not the brick and mortar. Your company is really the people. And when you help the people thrive, then you thrive. And it's not all about the company thriving, but it is about the grace that you give people that will come back to you in return. Yeah. I love ending on that note or getting close to ending on that note, because I think we can all use so much more grace giving and receiving it. So as, as we wrap up our conversation today, why don't you let people listening know how they can reach out to you or where they can find you? kind of the the nature of the work that you're doing, because we haven't talked a lot about that, but it's certainly worthwhile for people to check out what you're doing. So what's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, You can reach me on LinkedIn, Regina Newberry. If you Google my name, you'll see uh, some of my social media connections. And as a consultant to small business owners and a motivational speaker and author of Recognizing a Cash Cow, 
honing in on your company's best asset, and that is the people. Yes, I love your message. So yeah, I encourage people to to check out all that you have to offer. And again, so appreciate your being candid and taking the time to talk about something, like I said, that's just so difficult for many people to speak about and to listen to sometimes, but you've made it a lot easier. And I hope that people will take to heart what you've shared today. So thanks so much, Regina. And um, any final sign-off comment? My final sign-off is everyone has value. And whether you know it or not, you are loved. You are a human being. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you're going through. You are loved. And sometimes we don't share that we love our family members. And even at work, you are cared for. So remember that when you're in a dark place or you don't know what to do, there's someone that cares. And um, if you can't find anyone, I want to tell you right now, I care. Yeah. And I don't have to know you to care. So <laughs> find someone to connect to and know that self-care is okay. And Take care of your emotions and find find a space of peace that you can connect with someone in a group for support when you're not feeling your best. We all go through it. Yes, we all do. Again, thank you so much, Regina. So glad to have you on today for this special, very special episode. And for everyone else listening in today, I hope that you have a, a wonderful rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.